Blog Talk Radio.
And now, Voices of the True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yaquad Radio. Worldwide International Radio Broadcast. Special edition called Thursday evening is now on the air. I'll be your host for the special edition called Thursday evening, take number 71. By name, your seer, Israel, oh, see right here. We're doing a series called Revealing the Number of the Beast, 666. Um, Son of Addition, take number 71, live broadcast. And uh, remember one thing, that remora of blowing the trumpets is only short days away. And very important to understand that that day that you have to, you have to, well, we let the Bible tell you what, what has to happen. Let's see who's coming on stage for the nice episode we see the mothers that lead by example, and that's a great thing. We see Mother E, and we know Mother Z is close by or on the way. So that's a great thing. So we're going to get something going on until the rest of the six anointed camp start coming on the broadcast and, and understand this is serious business and kind of going to need backstroke. And uh, one thing about it, the six anointed camps, you know one thing, you must soundly show what this speech day is all about. This speech day is not a regular, but it is a high peace day. But it's very important to know this speech is the, the organizing the 12 tribes of Israel that is scattered. See, they must understand that. Got to understand that this piece right here is the closing out of everything that's been talked about in prophecy. This piece is coming up is to let you know exactly when the seventh trumpet sounds. It ain't gonna be you're gonna be casually doing anything. You don't have to know what the instructions is, like the fire drills that you have in school. Rehearse the fire drill. Guess what? When the seventh trumpet blows, it's real. No fire drill. It is real. So you have to know what to be done. So that's the key. So I will be checking with all the camps to make sure before you start eating them up, skinning and grinning, drinking them up, you it's your duties to make sure you they understand that this is the final. The seventh trumpet is the conclusion. That's when things, all the promises have been talked about, 
comes on the table. Got it? Good. Let's see who coming. Well, we know mother's coming on stage. Let's find out with both mothers coming on stage. Is one or one later, one now? We don't know. We'll find out. And we'll get something going on. The one thing about it, when uh, when sooner or later you're going to re- recognize this thing for real, and then you'll be like that statement in Matthew 25, want to get some oil. You're going to say it's too late. My fact, might read that. It might be too late. We become on our ways humble to, to give you the oil, which is his word, and give you a path for what's to come. You drag your feet, that's on you. Six anointed camp, talking to you. Six anointed camp, a voice is over to his life. Drag your feet, that's on you. Because Yahweh going to require leadership to produce the evidence that you have people prepared. Got it? Good. Let's bring, mother, let's bring the mothers in and see, see who coming on stage. And we see Mother E. So, Mother E, tribe of Yahweh God, Judah. One of the mothers out of count one. Yahweh bid you see right here. Yahweh bless you see Israel. So see you are. Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah. Sound great. Uh, Mother Z. Yahweh B.J.L.C. right here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, All right. All right, Mother. Well, I tell you what, we just, we just got to we just got to throw a little jabs out here. We got to we got to just do what we got to do, Mother. That's it. So hey, see, always happy. We got to do what we got to do, Mother, no doubt about it. So when uh, the alarm go off, they understand this thing is more serious than you think it is. Yeah, we'll see. So, Mother, I'll tell you what. Take a look at it. We'll take our time and we'll just throw a couple of jabs out there. Left hook, Left hooks. A couple of little left hooks out. And we'll wait on, on some more of a 6 and on the camp to come in the broadcast. So right now, let's see. We'll take a look at Luke. Chapter 12, verse 12, take number 71. What's going on with that verse there, Mother? The book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 12. The book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 12. Luke 12, verse 12 reads, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought that's right, Mother. The righteous spirit do the talking. It do the teaching. It instructs you. As a matter of fact, when the righteous spirit comes, Mother, uh, we're going to Sarah 10 1 and see where, where is this, who, he, who do he instruct in 10 1 of Sarah. Let's see who he, he instructs, Mother, in 10 1. Of the book of Sarat. You're going to see where it says, uh, whatever word, whatever word there, a uh, righteous judge is supposed to be a righteous seer. That word judge, right there, don't belong there for that. In this case, what goes there in this case is a righteous seer would do some business. What a righteous seer would do there, mother, come on. Ecclesiastes, Sirach, chapter 10, verse 1. A wise seer mm-hmm. will inspect his people, and the government of a prudent man is well ordered. You see that? You see that? So a wise seer will instruct his 
the Yahweh will instruct the peoples exactly what's coming up this Saturday night. And his job is to make sure the elders understand that you got you got to make sure in all the six counts, you got to be clear. This is the organizing the twelve tribes of Israel. Because when that seventh trumpet sounds, that's business. It ain't be no casual because y'all going to take care of all this business and um, uh, a mother. He's gonna take care of all this business in Revelation chapter. In Revelation 18, verse 10 down to verse 12, and verse 17. Let's see when y'all, how y'all going to take care of all this business. So you tell me how much casual eating you're going to be doing when y'all, when a seven trumpet go off, y'all going to take care of all this business, mother. In Revelation 18, verse number 10 to 12. Let's see what that say, mother. And 17. Revelation chapter 18, verses 10 to 12, and 17 and mm-hmm. 18. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'll read verse, read verse 10, and uh, let's see what 10 say, and, and I'll be on about the rest. Let's get 10 out the way first. And Revelation... Chapter 18, read verse 10 there, Mother. We, we look at that verse first. Revelation chapter 18, verse 10. Stand before all, for the seal of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city, Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is that judgment come. Constant 
constantness, for in one hour is he made desolate. So, um, how much time do the Almighty need to take care of to wrap up everything that the world has put out there? How much time do you need, Mother? One hour. Now, now let's see let's see what he's gonna be doing in that one hour in verse twenty one. Let's see the angel gonna report exactly what's gonna happen. Let John know from captivity in that one hour exactly what's gonna happen in verse twenty one. Revelation chapter 18, verse 21. And a mighty angel, a mighty minister spirit, took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus will Solomon shall that great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. Mm-hmm. So, in that one hour, Mother, it's going to be violence. So, that's why we have to make sure we inform the six and on the camp. In that one hour, it's going to be violence going on, Mother. See, we take care of business, and everything going to be set up. It, what you supposed to be doing, it's all in that one hour. Verse 17. Verse 17. Verse 17. Yes, ma'am. Verse 17 reads, For in one hour, so great a riches is come to naught, and every shipmate and all the companions and ships and sailors, and as many as tried by sea, Good as for all. See that, Mother? So in that one hour, all the business of going to the grocery stores and everything else in one hour, all that going to be thrown down. All the kingdom's rulership is over with by violence in one hour. Mm-hmm. See that, Mother? So it's going to be mm-hmm. on that remorse of blowing the trumpets. It will be violence, Mother. That's what this day is all about, violence. One hour, y'all going to take care of all the business in one hour. Look what he says in verse 27, I mean 21, 27. Let's see what he said in 21, 27, Mother. Revelation 21, 27. Yes, ma'am. What do, what do we say in 21, verse 27? Revelation chapter 21, verse 27. Revelation chapter 21, verse 27. Verse 27 reads, And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defies neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb book of life. He said, in no wise you getting in, if you got any, if you doing anything contrary to the law. If no wise you getting in. Now, when when that is going on, mother, 
make sure we tell them in all six anointed counts. If you got a lie going on with you, and, you're, and the seventh trumpet, if, if you if, ain't nothing, ain't nothing, you out of order, you're going to get it. He said, you're not getting in to where you need to get to, so all he needs is one hour, and anything abominable is not getting in. Is that so far? Is we on point so far, Mother? Hey, Mother E, are we on point so far? All right. All right. Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah. So what is our job to do, Mother? We're going to read what would be our job to do, Mother. We're going to the book of Ezekiel. We're going to take our time and throw up some good jabs out, Mother. Then when those that are coming in out of the six camps start dragging in, then we'll expand the teaching. But we just laying a little foundation down, Mother. We're going to Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 4 and 5. We're going to Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 4 and 5. Look at Ezekiel chapter 20, verses 4 and verse 5. Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 4. Will thou judge them, find a man? Will thou judge them, cause them to know the abomination of their fathers? Verse 5. And say unto them, Thus said the Yahweh, Yahweh, in the day when I chose Israel and lifted up my hands unto the sea of the family of Israel and made myself known unto them in the land of Egypt. When I lifted up my hands unto them, saying, I am the Yahweh, your Yahweh. Just, just verse 23. 
23. A wise seer instructed his people, and the fruit of his understanding follows not. There is not. That's it, Moses. That's it right there. That was that. Now, 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 you know all that happened now. Because that's real good, Mother, because you know, now I got to get a precept on that, Mother. See, we got to understand that that uh, um, responsibility is on the seer to make sure he don't worry about who like him, who on the left, who on the right. But a wise seer got to instruct the people exactly what to do and how to do it. That's what a wise seer do, instruct the people. Get the people prepared for what they need to do, mother. So that's the job of a seer. Now, let's go back. Let's go back and read that verse again. And, and then I want you to read again and break that verse down. What's going on there? So a wise seer will instruct his people. We in bad shape. I want to read a little bit of that book we were reading yesterday. I want to read a little bit in the book. Um, um, Bessie, he was, um, he, he, he laid some pretty good parts down on the children of Israel. He, he laid some good parts down, mother. And I want to get back into it, but we'll wait until those that can, can step up and the path to hollering that microphone. We don't put all that pressure on you, mother. We're just going to throw a few things out. Cavalry to get all when other uh, members of the other camps come in, of six and on the camp, then we'll stretch out a little bit harder. Right now, I want to go back to verse number 20, verse 4, mother. So now, you see, a wise seer's job is to instruct his people. So this, the more a blowing and trumpet, the six and camp, you must instruct your people. Because we found out earlier in the lesson, and if you miss the class and come in late, you're going to miss a lot of good information before the room just jam all up. So with 900,000 plus on the international side. But understand one thing. The more of blowing the trumpet is talking about the gathering of the children of Israel and those that have followed Israel in the covenant. So the skinning and grinning have to be dealt with after you understand. Sure, sure Saturday night, we're going to eat them up. We're going to drink them up and talk, and talk smack. But you will understand that our job firstly is be prepared to instruct you about when you hear the seven trumpets, the Almighty is going to get busy on the known world. And, Mother, how much time do the Almighty need to get everything stretched out and straightened out? How much time do he need? One hour. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. That's all he needs is one hour. So all, you, all this great stuff you see all around the world, all this great stuff all around the world will be destroyed. <laughs> in one hour. Yeah. So 
are you going to be doing? See, now we should let you know what you're going to be doing in that one hour. Because all he needs is one hour. He ain't going to make no long work out of this. With the time, one hour, great Babylon, United States of America, would be no more. One hour. That's who Babylon the Great is today. It's United States of America. So what you will be doing to the tribes of Israel, you must understand that's why it's so important to attend the feast day, to attend the Sabbath day, to get you prepared in order on what you will be doing on the, the remore of blowing the trumpet. The seventh trumpet, that is the finish of That means he's going to finish the meal and bring in another meal for you in that one hour. So, Mother, read that verse again in um, Ezekiel 20, verse 4 again, Mother. So now, and I want you to break it down for the national audience, over 900,000 strong, exactly what you read here in 20, verse number 4. Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 4. Will that judge them? Will that judge them? Son of man, seer, will that judge them and cause them to know the abomination of their father? The son of man he's talking about is the seer. The seer, y'all. It's the judge, but judge who? Now, who's they supposed to judge? Huh? Now we're going to find out. We're going to preach up the Bible. So the seer's job is to judge. People look at the six anointed camp and see what, what needs to be done. Remember, the more of blowing the trumpet, sure we're going to eat them up. Sure we're going to drink them up and talk that smack. But one thing we're going to do, we're going to inform you that Yahweh is going to be very busy, and what you're going to be doing, we're going to find out. See, this is what's going to be happening. Now, he's going to be taking care of that big, and guess what he'll be doing for you? We're going to read it. We're in, now, let's skip down to verse number 30 and Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 30. Let's see what he says, my let's, let's, let's take our time and read a little bit, 20, verse 30 of Ezekiel. Let's see what, what's going to be going on in that same one hour. We're just going to look at a few points here. Come on, Mother. Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 30. Mm-hmm. Let's read a little bit and see what's going on. Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 30. Wherefore, say unto thee, family of Israel, thus said the Yahweh, Yahweh, are you polluted? After the manner of your father, and committed, commit you whoredom after their abomination. Mm-hmm. Verse thirty-one. For when you offer your gifts, when you make your son to pass through the fire, you polluted yourself with all your Hour, even unto this day, and shall and 
shall I be inquired of by you, O clement of Israel? As I live, said Yahweh, I will not be inquired of by you. Hold that part, Hold that part right there. Now, see that? So now, see, so listen. The seal's job is to forewarn 12 tribes of Israel. See? That's why we got a big job to do. Now, just put them out there, Mother. We just going to be coming back here in a minute. So let's, 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 let's show you what's going on. Just put a marker right there. He's coming back and read. He says, as I live, says the four-letter man, Yahweh, I will not be required of you 12 tribes of Israel. Huh? So now, so the seal's job, give me, um, give me 1 Samuel 9, 27. Seal's job is this. The seal's job is not to tell you where he going, where he been, or what's up. The seal's job is to do this in 9.27 of the book of Samuel. What is the seal's number one job is to do there, mother? It's Samuel. 9.27. It's Samuel chapter 9. Verse 27. First Samuel chapter 9, verse 27. And as they were going down to the end of the city, Samuel said to Saul, Did the servant pass on before us? And he passed on. But stand you still a while that I may show thee the words of Yahweh. You see that? So Samuel, the seer, now look at the latter day saint said, then now where did he say Samuel the seer is? So now let, 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 me, let me go and take care of the latter day saints out of Utah, committee board. So now Samuel, uh, mother, in that ninth chapter, and we're going to bag back a little bit, we're going to take care of the latter day saints out of Utah. Because they all, they all get up. They all get up. So now, let's uh, look at a precept to take care of the Latter-day Saints out of Utah. In 1 Samuel chapter 9, mother, let's see if we find out if Samuel is speaking. Let's, let's take a look at 1 Samuel 9. Let's go to verse 18 and 19. Let's take a look at verse 18 and 19. What does it say here, Mom? 1 Samuel chapter 9, verses 18 and verse 19. 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 18 and verse 19. Verse 18 reads, Then, then saw draw near to Samuel in the gate, and said, Tell me, I pray thee, where the seal's house nineteen. And Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seal. Go up before me unto the high place, where ye shall eat with me today, and tomorrow I will let thee go 
and will tell thee all that is in thy mind. I said so. You hear yeah, mother? So he so uh, Samuel, I mean Saul, he was looking for the fear. And he said, um he said, Let's go find the fear. Then he said to Samuel, he said, I'm looking for the fear. What is it? What he what what did he say, mother, with no problem? He didn't blush or nothing. What he say in verse nineteen, two lines? Verse 19, I'm trying to wait. Samuel chapter 9, verse 19. Samuel chapter 9, verse 19, read. And Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seal. Go up. Hey, that's good. That's good right there. So, see, you got to something. When you know you got a fear in your midst, all the fear is going to do is do what? Call the verse 27, mother. Verse 70. Okay. Verse 70, chapter 9, verse 27. Verse 27 reads, And as, and as they were going down to the end of the city, Samuel said to Saul, Did the servant pass on before us, before us? And he passed on. Then you you still inquire that I may show thee the words of Yahweh. You see that? So the seal's job is not to tell you where you're going, where you've been, or give no great testimony. Or, no, no, no. What we're going to do is we'll show you what it's about. Seal's job is to show you. What is all about according to the Bible? So he put that blessing on the seal. His job is to get to the six anointed camps and get them informed on what's going on. So it's up to you to make adjustment according to the Bible. We're not going to tell you where we're going, where we've been. We're going to tell you exactly what it takes for you to get on your feet in the mind first. And remember, um, our sister BSJ, Israel, whenever you're ready to make your debut, and on that microphone, let the whole seal know. See, I'm, I'm ready to get in that microphone. I'm, I got it down pat. I'm ready to holler in that microphone. So it's the B-S-J, Israel. So whenever you're ready now, let the whole seal know you're ready to holler in that microphone about the dust says Y-H-W-E, Yahshua, the four-letter man. When you're ready, let them know. And one thing about it, the harvest, the, the harvest is plenty. But the label is true. Ain't too many gonna step up. You know they gonna uh, they gonna be um a twelve verse three there. Ecclesiastes, mother out of regular book. See a lot of them gonna be twelve verse three, and you have to spot it and, and, and know them when they when they up twelve verse three. Uh, the book called Ecclesiastes out of regular book, mother twelve mm-hmm. verse three. What twelve verse three say? Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 3 reads. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 3. In the day when the keeper of the house shall tremble, and the strong men shall buy themselves, and the ground will cease, because they are seen, 
and those that look out of the window be dark. Yes, sir. So otherwise, you see, it's, it's going to come a day when the strong man going to see. It ain't going to be the most strong man no more. Matter of fact, look at the precepts what the strong man going to be doing. See, we can show you in the Bible through the spirit of Yahweh with the strong man, not the one that run the world. You don't want to run a decision all over the world. Everybody run 12 tribes of Israel because Israel got their back bent down. And Yahweh said, I'm going to intervene once you straighten your back out. But the only way you straighten your back out, you got to learn my word. You can't physically do this thing. You got to spiritually understand what he's saying in this book. And then he's going to show you how he's going to intervene. Once you understand what this book is saying, this is not a novel. That's why the, the more of blowing a trumpet is just what it is, a remorse. Instructing you what you all be doing once you hit the seven trumpets. So you, it ain't for one hour, it's on the table, that y'all going to be busting heads and everything else. And what what you going to be doing in that one hour? Oh, sitting around casually eating, eating them up and drinking them up? Uh, I don't think so. The Bible tells you exactly what you're going to be doing. But let's talk about the strong man real quick. You said a strong man going to stop all this stuff. You know, a strong man to make all the decisions today. This time will come into an end. Let's read about this time. going to come to an end, mother. Let's take a look at Revelation end time prophecy. John was on the Isle of Patmos. He was in prison. And the angel came to him and told him, hey, John, you know, you know, you know you're in prison for a reason. Tell my story. So they, everybody's going to call to ask you nothing. So now you're in prison to tell my story. So John wrote the hereafter, and he said, Send to the seven congregations of the children of Israel that's in Asia and all over the place. That's what he did. But we're going to read exactly what the strong man going to be talking about, Mother, in the book of Revelation. We're going to read what the, I mean, that means the leaders, the leaders. What they're going to do? What they're going to be, what's going to be going on with the leaders, mother? We're going to go to end time prophecy. Remember, Revelation 1, 17 through 19, it says, John, right to hear after John. He told him 4 verse 1, John, right to hear after John. So when John put his pen down in 96 AD, the almighty story was told. One second after 96 A.D. is from Satan to death. So whatever you read after 96 A.D. pertain to the Almighty Yahweh, the one you call Lord God and Jesus and Jehovah, is Satan the devil talking through their mouth because John put his pen down in 96 A.D. And he wrote to hereafter. Got it good. And this is what he said about the, the strong man. You're the one that right now that all the big judges and the presidents and the kings all over the world. Let, let, let them talk about the strong man. We go on and look at Revelation 6, Mother. Mother E. And let me know when Mother Z is closed by to, to help, help out until the, the other members of the six anointed camp wake up and come on stage and we can Catch y'all believe even hard. Right now, mother, we just can take our time and throw some verses out. So remember, uh, Sister B S J Israel, have you read hard in that microphone now? Hey, spread your books out, get in that microphone, and deliver. 
good. Now, in the sixth chapter of End Time Prophecy, to verse 14, I tell you what, let's, let's, let's make a little meal out of it. Okay, we'll get it 14. 14 down to verse 17. Listen to this. 14 down to verse 17. Revelation 6, 14 to 17. Take your time, Mother. Mother, you you and the clock come up. The book of Revelation, chapter 6, verse 14 to 17. Verse 14. And the heaven departed as a stroll when it is rolled together. And every mountain and island were moved out of their place. 15. And the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich and the rich men and the chief captain and the mighty men and every bound man and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains. Verse 16. And said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us, face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. Verse 17. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? Hey, mother, the great day of the who? The, the, the wrath of the Lamb. So, do you understand those on the international side? It's a day that when you receive this beat down whooping, it's going to come from the Lamb. The Lamb is the one that's going to beat you, get you in the mouth. The Lamb is going to be the one that's pay you back for everything you did. All the mighty men, the captains, all the big dignitaries, the lamb is going to be one to muster the battle. The lamb, see, right? See, we thinking the father goes, no, no, no. The lamb, this is the one that's going to bust your head. Now, now, now look, at, look at old New York saying, the Roman Catholic Church out of New York saying, see us. You've got to give me a precept. You want a precept on the lamb, you're going to bust your head, huh? <laughs> All right. You want, you want a precept on the lamb, going to bust your head? Um, the lamb going to bust your head. Let's get a precept on that. It's amazing how we, um, you know, that's why I want, I want to read my um, recorded history. I mean, some notes of my record and, and about Bessie. I read a little bit about it yesterday. But the lamb is going to be the one that bust your head. St. John 1, 29 and 36 months. St. John chapter 1, verse 29 and 36. Let's talk about it for a minute. Let's talk about the lamb. I say the lamb is going to be the one that bust your head. All the big dignitaries. Is going down by the strength of the Lamb. And we're going to find out who the Lamb is, according to Scripture. 
We're going to St. John 1, 29 and 36 months. Let's see what we can get. We find out all the mighty men, all the bond men and the free men, everybody hit themselves in the den. And they said in verse 16 of Revelation 6, 16, hide us from the face and from the wrath of the Lamb. So, they're going to be right from this land. Let's see who this lamb is in St. John 1, 29, and 36. The book of St. John, chapter 1, verses 29 and verse 36. Verse 29 reads, The next day, John saw Yahweh, the Son, coming unto him and said, Behold, the Lamb of Yahweh, which taketh away the sins of the world. Verse 36. And look, and look in upon Yahweh as he walked. He said, Behold, the Lamb of Yahweh, the Father. Mm-hmm. So he's the lamb of Yahweh the Father. Now let's get a preacher up over that month. Let's uh let's go to Psalms one key. We're gonna find out a little bit more about it. Since um Roman Catholic Church out of New York say they want a second witness, we got a second witness, but let's say what? We'll give them a little bit more. Let's read let's read what they was pulling that verse from mother. They pull that verse from Mother Eve. And he'll give you the spirit once you do right. But you but you gotta repent and you gotta give all of what you thought you know. You gotta put all that to the side. Because everything you've been taught, you gotta just put it to the side. Because when you go in the Bible, it ain't gonna add up like come as you are. See, all this stuff we've been taught, all this money we'll pay to preachers, just come as you are, keep Sunday. If you don't keep Sunday, you lose your blessing. See all that? It's uh, what's called um, not not correct. That's not correct. Keeping Sunday, it's gonna make you lose your blessing in time to come. You gonna lose your blessing in time to come, huh? You know, I don't know what the big 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 dignitary is doing, but well, your first job, uh. Working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith, yeah. you say to them, yeah. "Look, I have to have the Sabbath yeah. off." Yeah. Which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon. All these years, I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, "No, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown." That's right. That's I right. I stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say, "Look, I'm really excited to be here, but well, I have to have Friday, Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off." You so that big dignitary billionaire got all the money took a stick in. You mean you mean she a billionaire and all the education she got? She didn't know what day the Sabbath day. The Sabbath day. No, you know what? Because of Christianity, Islam, Judaism. No, you know, 
But see, now you got a ministry that's trying to tell you that. Come back to his Bible. Because he's not doing his Bible the way the Bible tells you to do. You're going to be the one looking behind the curtain. And they're going to come behind the curtain and deliver you up. It's going to happen to you. And see, what we're doing is for one of you to where you need to get to. Don't worry about being up, up, and away, wrapped your way, and nothing will happen to you. See, again, that's Christianity. The ball game is here. You're created here, and you're going to be here. But you're going to be in the kingdom here or the thigh here. That's it. The kingdom of the thigh here. It's up to you. We just going to tell you where it is. That's why it's so important. To stay locked in with bosses of the two is like six and on the couch. And call for details. Two two four six zero zero five five seven nine. If your question legit, one of the members of the fiction on the campus get back with you and discuss some things with you. But our job is to let you know. The feast is coming up Saturday night. The remore or the blowing of trumpets. We got to teach that. We want to teach exactly what you will be doing when you hear that seventh trumpet. What you all be doing? Now, what we, what we, I'll say, let's go, Mother, and let's get, just a couple more weeks and we'll get back to that. Let's take care of Roman Catholic Church out of New York, Dick Kennedy Dolan uh, Committee Board. Take care of him right now. Let's go to um, Psalms 1, team. And let's look at the real Catholic 1, verse number 1. One and two. Let's look at one and two. Matter of fact, uh, it's pretty good, mother. Let's look at one, two, and three. Just take the time, mother. We got plenty of time. One, two, and three. It's no accident that those of the six and on the campus dragging their feet by coming on and coming on stage. Greater Harden is my point. It's no accident. That talks about you. You talk about that in the rest. One ten. One, two, and three. Let's listen to some of this. One. One ten of Psalms one two and three. It's pretty good, mother. Let's hear to say. One ten, one two and three. The book of Psalms, chapter one ten, verses one two and three. Verse one. Yahweh said unto my Yahweh, Set thou at my right hand until I make thy enemy thy footstool. Verse two. Yahweh shall send the rod of the strength. Yahweh shall send the rod of the strength out of Yahweh Judah. Rule thy in the midst of thine enemies. Verse 3. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power and the beauty of holiness. From the moon of the morning, thou hast thy hate the dew of thy youth. Hmm. He said, you don't hate the dew in your youth. He said, look here. He said, now, you see, so, he, so, hey, this is verse one. The Yahweh said until my Yahweh, sit thou on my right hand until I make thy enemy thou first to So, mother, for the national audience, 
How many Yaquas do you see in verse 1? Two. Five. Two. Exactly right, mother. Exactly right. Now, now you'll drop the bombshell on those of the Roman Catholic Church. Because, you know, that's two Yaquas there. Now, David is in the spirit. Saying what was told him by the angels. He said, Yahweh said, um, Yahweh said unto my Yahweh, so David got a Yahweh, and Yahweh have a Yahweh. Ain't that something? So that means, see, that's a lot of good, that's a lot of good talk. But he said, sit down on my right hand until I make that enemy that footstool. That's the conversation going on. They say hers. Okay, good. Find out what's going to happen, mother, in verse number five. Okay. Psalm chapter 110, verse 5 reads, Yahweh at thy right hand shall sight through King in the day of his wrath. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He said it. He said the Yahweh at the right hand shall King in the day of his wrath. See, we already read in Revelation chapter 6. The lamb is going to be the one that's going to be pooping the king and busting him in the mouth. Mm-hmm. So, but he's called by David, the Yahweh at the right hand, shall strike to kings in the day of his life. So the, so the Yahweh mm-hmm. on the right hand. So we got to find out who on the right hand along the way. So it's two Yahweh there. Roman Catholic Church out of New York, two Yahweh's. But the one on the right hand is the one going to bust you in the mouth. That won't hit you in your mouth. Because they ain't forgot what you did out of your organization in 1441. See, they ain't forgot what you see. Yahweh said that, I think what Yahweh said. Pull that plum up. Now put the mark in there, Ma. See, I've got happy already. That's how spirit leads you. Now, in the in the third chapter of Isaiah, Ma. That's old Seattle, Ma. In the third chapter, see, see, see. Yahweh is telling us something. Before we, that's why I say this, this remorse going trumpet is a, a good thing. Because it's a reminder on what Yahweh is going to do. So now in Isaiah chapter 30, Mother, see, one thing about it, they open the door for this to come. Make it um, 49. Make it 49, Mother. We're going to 49 and see, see how the world, the world is all happy. And, uh, you know, people doing all kinds of things. You know, they... They're doing a lot of things, but because they've been bored to sleep, all they know now is uh, e hog and Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, and New Year's and uh, Memorial Day. They don't know about this now. But look what Yahweh says in the 49th chapter of Isaiah, Mother. Hey, Mother, Mother, what, what did he say in 6 verse 14 down to verse 16? 
let's uh, take care of some grand style for the Roman Catholic Church out of New York. Chapter 49, 14. What you say, WCC? What do you say? See, who is your, who is your, who taught you? I didn't talk about YHWA. No, can't nobody, it's nobody on the planet can say they taught me Jack. I taught them. Those are things that um, the seer was taught by, no, I was not taught by no man, no woman. No man or woman can take, they can open their mouth and lie like a rug while they taught me, but no, it didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. I taught them. Then they start live out of the road. No, you, what, the way I teach is often imitated, but never duplicated. But you can learn the precept if you pay attention. Uh, but you're not going to be able to do this because you, uh, you'll hear a small, still voice tell you what verses to go to. And you didn't even hear that by line. Saying you, you, you're the serious teacher. No, you're not. They never talk to see enough. See it taught you, but you got to be here. Now, in the 49th chapter, verse 14 down to verse 16 says what? Isaiah 49, 14, 16. Let's take a look at this one. What is that? Look at Isaiah chapter 49, verse 14 to 16. Yes, ma'am. Isaiah chapter 49, verse 14. But Yahweh Judah said, The Yahweh has forsaken me, and my Yahweh has forgotten me. 15. Can a woman forget her suckling child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget. Yea, will I not forget thee? Verse 16. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palm of my hand. They walk, your walls are continuous before me. Did you hear a man saying? He said, look here. He said, I, he said, I, I am forgot. He said, the problem with you 12 tribes of Israel, you, you're not in order. He said, I ain't forgot nothing. I'm going to take care of my part. He said, that's why I'm sending the spirit to you, get you in order. It starts by you keeping these feet days and Sabbath days and just say, Joshua, get in where you fit in at. He said, I ain't forgot. He said, a, a mother might forget her own child. But I'll tell you one thing, I ain't forget, I got you. In the palm of my hand, I'm watching you 12 tribes of Israel. So you say, your problem is you're not in order. If I came today, you'd be all with mixed emotions. You don't even know what I look like. You don't know that I, I got a dress code. You don't know that I got some things you're supposed to be doing. You're out of order everywhere. So if I did come tomorrow, look at me, I, I got to kill you. Because you're not paying the seal, don't never mind. The Almighty got a dress code. His dress code, if you're a children of Israel, you don't leave one without it. You have on fringes with a ribbon and blue on it. Right, if, you, if you got a job and your job is quiet, you jump over fences, busting folks' heads, okay, fine. Put your hands on, jump over fences and bust their head and 
and put a ability to head five this way. Okay, fine. But when you come out, when you pop through it, go in your locker room and put on that dress that the friend is on. And you get on the car and go on about your business. See? See, now y'all are saying, now y'all is on the, so now I got a trumpet store getting ready to crank back down. Because now you understand my program. I gave you a dress code. The dress code is fringes. Look at WCC. Phil, would you, would you read that one more time for us? Oh. I know, read that in 15, chapter 37, down verse 1. Read, read that, Mo. Read what Yahweh said in 15, chapter 37, down verse 40, or no. But we'll give it. You know, the WCC and the Latter Day Saints and the Roman Catholics out of New York, they they don't want to pack the order. They don't want to pack because you know what they want to do? Like you say, we're going to catch them in something. You're going to catch me in nothing but the word of Yahweh. That's all. No, we're not, we not worried about it. As long as we keep our Yahweh first, we already know the outcome of it. Now we flip and don't keep Yahweh first. Then we know the other side of that. So, Mona, what it says that we can read, because see, the people in, in the land of Israel today, what they wear? They wear the Undertaker suit and the party hat from Abraham Lincoln. That's not what he told the children of Israel to wear. They wear a black Undertaker suit, right? And they wear a big party hat that Abraham Lincoln had on. That's what they be what they be doing, right? And you think they're people to the book. No. No. Do you know who they really are? Oh, mother, I'm, I'm a, I got you all over the place right now, mother. Let's, let's show you who they really are, mother. Let's, let's take it at. So I, I know I, you got your five marks. See, that's one thing about it. You know, there's nothing wrong with every now and then, you know, good workout. So now, let's go to Zachariah, mother. And it shows you exactly who's in the land of Israel today. If you look over in the land of Israel, this one you're going to see your cause and power. In Zechariah, mother, you're going to read exactly who in the land of Israel today prophecy would tell us plainly and uh, Ninth chapter, verse 6. And, and you look at this word called Asdar. Asdar is another name for a place in Israel. Asdar. Asdar is the biblical name for a place that's in Israel. Asdar. Let's see the saying, mother. In 9, verse 6 of Zechariah. We want to point people. Yeah, who is Israel? Right now, 9, verse 6. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 6. Verse 6, read. And a bastard dwelt in Asador. And I will cut off the prize of the Philistines. And that's the Arabs. So the Arabs is over there too, and the bastard is over there too. The bastard is, the bastard is over there. So who? Who running Israel today is Babylon. 
That's in Asgard. That's another name for places in Israel. Asgard. Now, who the bastards is? Let's go to the 21st chapter, verse 24 of Luke. Let's see who the bastards is that's running Israel today. We're going to buy it up. The Bible tell you everything. See, listen, this is not a count. Although you can listen to tape later on or whatever, because you're too busy to get in where you fit in at. Understand one thing. You got to teach this as the Spirit give it to you. you. You make sure you got your Yahweh right, and he'll dictate your life. But understand clearly that who runs Israel today is Baptist. Mm. And we'll get the precept when did the Baptist take over Israel. They read right now. And 21, verse 24 of the book of Luke. 21, verse 24. Yeah, Luke 21, 24. We're going to find who the bathroom is. 21, 24. The book of Luke, chapter 21, verse 24. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Luke, chapter 21, verse 24. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led and recast into all nations. And Yahweh Judah shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Is that? So now you know who the bastards in the bastards in Israel now. They they bust you in your mouth, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon. They took over the land uh, on record in 1948, and they're gonna be in charge until the time of the Baptist Gentiles be fulfilled. They will be there until you wake up. They will be running the land. So whoever run the land now, that's what he's talking about. So who run the land now? Go on your Google map and look over who who in charge of Israel. He said, be there, the Baptist. We'll be running Israel until the time of the Baptist Gentile be fulfilled. They time ain't fulfilled yet. Because you know why? You ain't woke up. You still sleep. You still thinking that you African American Negro and coat. That's the bastard running the land today. But it all right because you're disobedient. You wait you walk in from the covenant, didn't you? And when you walk in from the covenant, you walk out, I'm gonna punish you for it until you wake up. I'm always send you a fear to wake up the elder. The elder is to wake up the teacher. Teachers is to wake up the father. The father wake up the mother. The mother wake up the children. That's the order thing. That's the order. So we come to show you until you get in order, you ain't got nothing coming. The bastard is running the land of Israel called the Gentiles. So whoever in there and they will be there until the time of the Gentile be fulfilled. Now what's the definition, what's the Bible definition of a bastard? It ain't got nothing to do with no woman has a children out of wedlock. It ain't got nothing to do with none of that. About in the Bible, you got to go to Hebrews chapter 12 and get the Bible definition of a Bible. See, man can say anything. But you got to go in the Bible and let the man bump his gun or go in the Bible and see what the definition, what Yahweh said the definition of a Bible is. 
Here goes the definition of abound. And you do chapter three of Mother for me. Let's see what the Bible definition of about. Chapter eight, first place. What's the definition of about the mother? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 8. Yes, yes, try that, mother. Try that first. Yes. The book of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 8. But if he be without chastisement, where are all are partakers? Then are you bastards? And not <laughs> That's right. But with that, if you be that without chastise, that means you would not correct yourself according to the law. That means you pay the law, statutes and commandments, no never mind. You would see that the law is done away with. Knowing that on the only law done away with it is kid one of Hebrews called an animal sacrificial law. That's the law done away with. You can't kill no more animals. So that's the only law that was removed from the book. When the Almighty Son died, then you can't kill no animals. Now you got to repent. So a bastard is those who do not take correction. That means you show what the Bible says, they don't say, well, what my pastor say. What do you mean what your pastor say? What does the Bible say? You don't pay the Bible, don't never mind and say what your pastor says? Or what your cardinal said, what the Pope said, that makes you about. When you hear what the Bible says, bless is though to keep the Sabbath day. Sundown Friday, Sundown Saturday. But then you let your Pope and your cardinal tell you we'll, we'll see you Sunday morning. So what that make you? When you get plain black and white to precept, the definition of Bible of a Baptist is those who not take correction. On the word of the Almighty. That's the definition of a Bible. Look right what the Bible says. Close and look at it again. It said the same thing again. And you say, well, no, I'm still going to go Sunday morning, 9 o'clock in the morning. But that's the wrong day. Why don't you get on the expressway and go down the wrong way and see what chaos you cause? That was chaos you cause to yourself by doing things contrary to the Bible because your loved ones are dead. You want to make a judgment according to the Bible. You don't worry about moving your right hand, moving your left hand. Worry about what the Bible says, apply the Bible, and receive the blessing. Because he's going to do everything he's saying he's going to do. And one hour, he's going to wreck this place. And what you going to be doing in that one hour? Do you know? What your pastor say you're supposed to be doing? You'll be rapture well. No, that's the same the devil. You can't even leave him. It ain't no three years, ain't no seven years, ain't no rapture period. You'll be ready here going eyeball to eyeball. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, matter of fact, we'll put down what we got, Mo. Let's, let's go find out exactly Let's go back now to Ezekiel 20 and find out. It says the picture back in Ezekiel 20. So let's get back on, on exactly that one hour. Now, this was going to be happening in that one hour. Now, we read Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 4 and 5. So, we read the 
still got to get you prepared for this thing. You got to get to the elders. The elders got to find the teachers. The teachers got to find the father. The father's got to find the mother. The mother's got to get the children in order. That's what's going on. Just like, just like these big 20 months. Let's find out now what's going on. Let's find out in that one hour what what's going to be going on with you. What's going on in the 20 chapters? Let me know when old Mother Z got them books spread out a bit to give you a little hand until the rest of the chicks and all the camp step up and get on the microphone. That's what I keep telling you. Those at the pad, get in where you fit in at. The blessing is waiting on you when you're doing this man's business. This man's business, you got to do this man's business first. You're going to be judged on this man's business. That's why every time the seal come on the broadcast six nights a week, he give it all he got. No out, because you can be the seal's land. So I want to make sure I stand before you. I said one thing. I gave it all I got. I gave it what you gave me to give him. I did it. That's why I come with the right spirit all the time. Why? Because I know how important this is for you to understand this. Somebody is getting it. So who? I don't know. That was the fix on the camp. Because you have to be able to lead this thing, especially Saturday night. You got to talk some good talk according to this Bible Saturday night. You got to let the people know exactly what's going to happen on that remorse of blowing that trumpet. Now we're going to read. Now, we read in Ezekiel 20, stopped off where, where he says in 31, he says, as I live, says Yahweh, in verse 31, 2031, I would not be required of you. Mm-hmm. Let's see what he says, Mother, in Ezekiel 20, verse 32, behind that. Ezekiel 20, verse 32. What do you say there, Mother? Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 32. Uh-huh. And, and that which comes into you, and that which comes unto you, your mind shall not be at all that you say. We will be as the nations, as the fanners of the conscious, to serve wood and stone. Hold that part right there, mother. Hold that part right there. He said, if we come in your mind, he said, he says, um, in 32, and that was coming to your mind, shall not be at all. It's not going to be at all that you say, we will be as the nation, of the 17 nations, as the families of a country to serve wood. What's wood? The cross. To the cross. Take me to the cross. Take the cross. You go in places where you see a cross sign. Either you're not going to sell no cross where to get where you need to go to. You got places now that you go in Christianity. You see that the cross being lit up, and that gives you direction to come in the park a lot. You see the cross all the place. He said that ain't gonna be. That cross ain't gonna be. Mm-hmm. And then another thing he said. The other thing is um, wood. I mean stone. 
that's the cobblestone that you're messing You got to make a trip over there to Islam Mecca. Do you know, children of the 12 tribes of Israel, Mecca was the lead slave trade. Well, when you broke out running out of Rome, the Arabs caught you and took you to the number one spot, Mecca, and that's where you were sold for Mecca. When you was running from the Romans, you ran you ran down up in Mecca, and that was the number one slave trade headquarters to send you where you got over here from there. When you do your history on Mecca, that is the number one slave trade that you and the Israel got caught up in. You see? And then the ones that was young they programmed their brain to be Muslim, Asimamalankum, Serena Salon. So young ones, and they taught their offspring. But that was a beat down to become a Muslim. You got beat down to be a Muslim. Then once you became a Muslim, and you, now you, Asimamalankum. So all the fear do, why divide? You don't know the history. That's slavery to you, brother. So being a Muslim. Louis Farrakhan in that that thing of a slavery. That's slavery. What's going on there in Libya today? Israelites is in Libya today. Going there after the death of Muammar Gaddafi, slavery just jumped all over the tape. Right now, you go read and Google your Bible. Slavery in the Muslim state called Libya. Libya. Just put it on your computer and look. Look for yourself. After the, the death of Muammar Gaddafi, the children of Israel in that land now, it, it's written out even to this day, it's so hard, it's great to get the hand off. And guess what? And the UN, United Nations of America, is the one that puts out the dollar to make sure it, it works. Did you know that? The UN, the UN right now, put the dollars out. Go on your computer and put the slave, slave trade in Libya, and then you read exactly who behind it all, the United States of America. That's what happened. The UN, the United Nations, passing that money out. That's why they removed Momata Dollar. They removed him out the way, and guess what? Do your law work. See your, pre- see your preacher that you stand before now don't even tell you the origin of Christianity. He don't even tell you that Pope Nicholas V is the one that authorized the Atlantic slave trade. You put up Pope Nicholas V, the Roman Catholic Pope. Pope Nicholas V, 1491. 41, I mean. 1441 and 1442. He sent in the hands of Portugal and Spain and gave them and told them that new world called America, well, it wasn't America, well, America is yours. Portugal and Spain was up under the Christian. He said, now the Christian, everybody that don't want to be a Christian killer. Or 
make them perpetual slaves. Do you know about being a Christian, you're a perpetual slave? Put up Pope Nicholas V for yourself. Read what he did. The preacher don't teach you that. You pay them cash, free will offer the donation, and he ain't telling you where the Christian come from. Yo, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon had their kids taken away from them by the Pope order. He gave his charge to Portugal and Spain. Well, the original slave trade started from. It didn't start from the West African 1619. Slavery going on since 1441. By Pope Nicholas V. Put him up. Ask your preacher. Why you never told me about Pope Nicholas V? My people, the children of Israel, you sold the children and, and, and the parents made a deal with you. If you don't see our children again, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do the Christian thing. Yeah, he's taking the kid from him. So, took him to the Isle of Thomas. Tattoo made called Thomas. Oh, fuck, they were checking it too. Your mama's ran behind them, the water, and they couldn't run no more. You know the history of being a Christian? You know, huh? Keep looking to the left and you. We'll teach you on that again. Oh, yeah. What's the trace? All right. See, it's time for you to wake up. That's why it's so important to understand. Day, when I'm friends is home, because the order from Yahweh. And the princess got to be um twenty two twelve, Mother Romans. How the princess got to be anyway? New Romans twenty two twelve. Let's talk about the princess. New Romans twenty two twelve. Yeah, what what do twenty two twelve of all? Do the Romans say? That's the book of Deuteronomy, chapter twenty-two, verse twelve. Deuteronomy chapter twenty-two. Verse 12 reads. Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 12. Thus shall make thee fringes upon the four quarters of thy vesture, wherewith thy cover thyself. And best remain garment. On your garments, you're going to have fringes, and you're going to go down where you cover yourself. You don't make a mini skirt out of it. You don't wear no mini skirt. You wear to cover yourself. Fringes with a ribbon of blue. Then, then Yahweh, did you know what Yahweh say? Let me show what Yahweh say. In First John three verse twenty two. Hey mother, let's find what Yahweh say. What you do? What you doing? What you got him right? He gave you a dress code to the visitor. That's why you gotta know who you are. If you a blind Israelite, you probably be wearing friends. Who so, so y'all walk out here in First John three twenty two? Let me know what Mother Z is. Let me know what Mother Z is. Okay. All right. First John. First John three. Book of First John chapter three, verse twenty two. Let me get this. First John chapter three. Twenty-two. 
Okay. You said First John chapter three, yes. verse twenty-two. You're on the right side of the book. First John three twenty-two on the right side of the book. Okay, make I'm turning to in the page. First John three twenty-two. Okay. First John chapter three, verse twenty-two. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him, because we keep His commandments. And do those things that are pleasing in his sight. You see the man saying? He said, Now ask me something. He said, You keep my law, statutes, and commandments. Now ask me something. He said, You do the things that pleases me. That's the man saying. And guess what else? When you preach up there, guess what else pleases him? Isaiah 56, 1, 2, and 3. Hey, mother, let's get a, a precept on what pleases He said, Now ask me something. He said, you got your fringes on, you got your ribbon of blue. He said, guess what? I gave you that order in Numbers chapter 15, 37 through 40. Because you look on the fringes, and the fringes were taught to like a natural man or woman. Hey, are we going to be keeping the Sabbath day? What you doing going, going watching Francis Beverly Mays in the middle of the Sabbath day? Keep the Sabbath day out the way. Then go watch the, the last part of Franklin Beverly and Mays. Keep the Sabbath day. Get it out. Bring up your life from the Sabbath day. Watch how your life changed in the marriage. Just bring up your life from the Sabbath day. Take care of all your business. One day, put your mind on him. Keep the Sabbath day. Watch how your life changed. Watch how your mind changed. Then you'll be, you be see all these pastors and your friends. Clearly, he'll help you bite your eyes up. You're the one that bites you out to eat. Huh? 
Gonna get out all all the problems out your body. Gonna get out your body. What you do? Put down the blood and the starch. Put it down. Mm-hmm. I tell you what. Thirty days. Put it down thirty days. Watch it. And then you go in the next thirty days. You start. You, you put down the dead food starch for thirty days. Do watermelon grape. And, and mango on the side. Follow them in great for 30 days. Watch what happens to your body. And a lot of spring water and do and do some um hey, hey mother and do some Adam Lee 50 verse 4. Hey mother, what it says in Adam Lee 50 verse 4? What else you gotta do? Adam Lee 50 verse 4. Look at Adam. That's the 50 verse Chapter 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what do 50 verse 4 say that, Mother? The book of Adam, chapter 50 verse 4. And when the day dawned, Adam said unto Eve, Come and let us go and do some work of our body. You see that? You see what you got to do? Yeah, this work for your body now. Now you got to do, you got you to gotta listen. Here's the point, brother. You do some work for your body. You even like this work for your body. Sure, you're going to catch pain. But why be in pain all the 24 hours and you be in pain for one hour? Uh, see, when you do work for your body, pain that you're going to go through in that one hour, go the other 23 hours, you're going to be all good. Why be in pain all 24 hours? <laughs> oh, what's wrong with you? I'm always, I'm, yeah, because what you doing? We tell you, listen, we know what it takes. Now, this weekend, we will eat everything, eat them up and drink them up. But we know what to do after that day is over. We know how to detox the body. 30 days, 60 days, do wild milk and grape. They're going to fill you up. They're going to fill you up. Watermelon grape, drink at least about no less than a half a gallon of water a day. Remember, you know what the water do for your body? It started to be reju- rejuvenated your blood. Your blood is too thick. Water rejuvenated. Not coffee, not tea, not orange juice. Water. Spring water. You started to be drinking water all day. Might as well put a pot next to your bed. Do what you got to do. Drink the water to get the blood to get that water in to loosen up that thick blood. It's like mud. That's why you got high blood pressure. Blood too thick. The first thing you do when you go to the hospital or whatever, they put IVs in you. That's the first thing they stick in you anyway. Oh, ask you nothing. They stick out. Because they already know you've been drinking pop and Kool-Aid and coffee. They put IVs in you. They put water in you. That's why you're getting them false readings on your high blood pressure and everything else. Drink some water. At least get up to a gallon of water a day. Stop and drink. Drink a little bit. Go and do some, drink some more. If you drink a gallon of water a day, yeah, you're going to be peeing everywhere. But guess what you're doing? You're pulling the toxins out your body. See? 
and you and you and the watermelon got natural water in it. So do the grapes with seeds in it. You do watermelon and grapes sixty days, and I, I bet you you get happy because all the toxins out your body, the problems in your body is gone. Now you're reversing the body inside. Now you see that pop gut you got, it started to disappear. Because there ain't nothing but disease in your body. That pop gut built up mucus, starch. That's all it is. You know how to get it out? Wild milk and grape. Mm-hmm. Then, once your 60 days is up, and you want to have a full course meal, let's see what kind of full course meal you have. After you do your 60 days, you want a full course meal, go to the 11 verse 5 number. Let me show you a, a full course meal. After you do your 60 days up, come out and do 90. It depends on how bad a check is. I'm going to tell you something. If you're true to want to live healthy and have a better spirit on you and ain't droggy at all, Bad looking all the time. Listen. Eat watermelon and a mango for 90 days. But after 30 days, boy, you will start seeing a difference in yourself. You will say, and Dr. Cook probably called you and say, hey, why you ain't coming out? Then you start coming back to Dr. Cook. He said, whatever I'm told you, you're doing good. Don't tell what you're doing now. No, don't tell me you eat. You eating that watermelon with some seeds in it and, and grapes with some seeds in it and mango. Don't tell them that now. They keep on giving you the high blood pressure pills and taking put on the shelf. Then you already know. Watermelon, exercise, water, up to 90 days. It can reverse every ailment in your body. Everything going back to them. Your body, you still, yeah, they, we don't know the difference. Because I forgot to tell the mothers over the weekend, I seen the globe out their face, the mother, Mother E and Mother Z. So I already knew it was a glow on their face, but something some attracted my, got my attention. When, I, when a stranger came to the temple, it it threw me off a minute. I was just getting ready. The mothers got a glow in their face. What? That means the mother must be doing the right thing. See, it's going to bring a glow in your face. We don't know when you're doing right. A glow will come to you. And I seen some, I seen the glow of Mother E and Mother Z last time of class. But I got distracted because a stranger came from nowhere. Yeah. I got distracted. But I seen the glow. See, you prepare the inside. It took care of the outside. Get the inside back to flowing again. Put away the blood eating and the pop coffee. Put that aside 90 days. After 30 days, you will throw a sin. Resolve, you will throw it. After 30 days, you will throw a sin. Wait a minute. My stiffness is starting to loosen up on it. Yeah, because you're doing, you're doing what the Bible telling you to do. Put, put the blood, the dead meat down for 90 days, and you won't look back. See that pop gut you got? 
Are you ran off back of that big old belly? They ain't gonna pull up a cholesterol and milk it. That's <laughs> my blood is gone. Huh? And do some exercise, you really you really you really work you just work for your body. You into something. Then you have a lot of this do not disturb on your mailbox and on your door. Don't bother me because uh, my Yahweh, he's real busy with me. Everybody happy. Yeah. Huh? Then you able to help others. But you all nodding around me and start blood and uh, Chinese food, huh? Hog. And wonder why well, I'm just getting old. Oh, yeah? Oh, really? No, you're clogged up. And one way to get to be unclogged up. It put the dead food out for 90 days. Now, once the 90 days up, now you're going to do a nice meal. You're going to do a nice meal. I want to cook uh, a nice meal. Okay, let's see what kind of nice meal you're going to cook after your 90 days up. 11 verse 5, Moses. Let's get a nice meal in 11 verse 5. Moses, eat that. Moses, eat that. All right. All right. Number. Numbers chapter 11, verse 5. We remember Numbers chapter 11, verse 5. We remember the meat which we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumber and the milk and the leaf and the onion and the garlic. Read that first word again, Mo. We remember the what? Numbers chapter 11, verse 5. Remember the fish, which the we fish. did eat. And we remember the fish. The fish, mm-hmm. Steve, are you? Fish. Mm-hmm. That's what you got to have. Not that old broil fish. Fish. Broil that. That was Yahweh the Son was going over in the 21st chapter. He was brought some fish from see them came in. He had some broad fish. He fed them all. He got it and all that good stuff. See? So you see, this there go your full course meal. And you ain't got to have that bad spirit on you. Then, then another thing. You got, to remember, you got to remember this now. You got to remember some good stuff. Now, Mother Z. Mother Z, Yahweh be there, see, right? And Yahweh bless and keep you, see, Israel, or royal you see, hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Mother Z, let me show you another thing that we got to take under consideration. And before we get off into the more of this speech, uh, and it's 23, 25, do the rubbish. Can you have those three out, mother? All I need, like, one or two lines. And uh, do the rubbish. 23, verse 25. Can you have those three out, mother? Mother. Deuteronomy, chapter 23, mm-hmm. verse, verse 5. Deuteronomy, chapter 23, verse 4. And five, verse, of the, verse 
Verse 25. Oh, verse 25. Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 25. Verse 25. Well, when you come, when you come into the Deuteronomy 
Now, look at this body. This blood is going still straight down. You unclog. And you, you, you got a couple, yeah, you can make a couple babies now. You got yourself cleaned out and you, and you better have cleaned out. Yeah, you clean them out. Get your flow going. Yeah, you can do what you want to do. Remember, Jacob started his family in the 60s. Late 60s, he started his family in the 29th and 30th chapter. He had four women. He produced 13 kids. Yeah. He had his mandrake, too. They were fighting. Look here, that mandrake you got. You know what that mandrake do for you? You drink that mandrake tea from the, that, that herb, that mandrake, make some tea out of it. If you've done the right thing, that makes your body. Oh, yeah. That makes your body. And look, you know another thing that makes your body? You're the part of the water, and then you're going to throw away, you know, the, the white part of the water. No, no. No. You take that part, and you put it in your blender. The white part, you got down in the soap. And that helps. It's like, um, like, you, like they say, um, I'm going to get me some Jack Daniel if I can serve up real good. No, no, no. All you got to do, the white part of the white of the watermelon, once you finish all that good red or yellow out of it, take the white part of the watermelon and put it in your blender. Blender of the white part of the, of the watermelon, just like a, um, a pick-em-up. <laughs> it's pick you up. Yeah, the white part of it. So you throwing away that? No, no, don't throw none of that away. Put that in your juicer. Get your nice strong juicer, and uh, I mean you know you know one that still you know that material stretching your lower part of your body out, male and female. Get you prepared. Throw that water. Don't throw the white part away of the water. No, no, that's the game changer right there. You people have had that when you pass to to uh, your yacht water man. Hey, what, what, what you got, man? What you, what you got there? I got the white part, and uh, the white part I cut it up and put it in the blender. This juice came out. Drink this. Okay. Man, I feel I feel some some moving around. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That what you do? The white part of the watermelon is what you tell those that. You know, put it in your blender. Blend it up. No, don't throw that away. No, not the white part. You know, that's the game changer for, it's a word that, I can see a word. But it gives you the, the, the pick-em-up that you need. That's all. It gives both of you the pick-em-up that you need. The white part of the watermelon. You got it? Don't throw it away. Make some juices out of it and and sit it up and sit to the side, you know, for when um when we when he come in, tell him drink some of this. That last thing you wanna do goes away later on. Now mother, get back to mother. We in um we in some of Solomon sixteen verse twenty. What is it? Chapter 13, verse 20. Make it 16, 
chapter 16, verse 20. We're going to follow them. Chapter 16, verse 20. The book of Rhythm, the Rhythm of Solomon, chapter 16, verse 20, verse 20. In, 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 Feed it their own people with angel food and did send them from heaven bread prepared wherewith they labored about to. That's good, mother. That's good. That's good. Great. So, so he said, with the something, uh, the Almighty sent them um, angel food from heaven. Angel food from heaven. Bread. Now, we're going to find out with precept. What is this angel food from heaven that was um, called bread that he fed them from heaven? Ezra 119, mother. So, now, what we're going to find out? Well, we just found out that Yahweh, the Almighty One, fed them angels' food, bread from heaven. Right? Good. Keep that in your mind. Angel food, bread from heaven. Hey, Mosey, give me Second Ezra one nineteen. Second Ezra. Okay, Second Ezra chapter one, verse nineteen. Second Ezra chapter one, verse nineteen. Second Ezra chapter one verse nineteen. Second Ezra chapter one verse nineteen. Verse nineteen. Then, then has I pity. Then have I pity upon you, your mount, your mountain, and gave you manna to eat. So. He did eat angel bread. So the matter was angel bread. Okay, we get all right. So now we he said again, I dropped him bread and it, it was manner, it's called manner, angel bread. So they had angel bread. So they was eating angel bread. Okay, mother. Let's go to Saint John six thirty one. He's going to St. John 631. So now we find out that now, again, they will eat angels' bread from heaven. Okay, good. Let's go to St. John 631 there, Mother Z. 631. St. John chapter 6, verse 31. Just a minute. St. John chapter 6, verse 31. 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 St. John chapter 6, 
verse 31. Verse 31 reads, Our fathers did eat manna in the desert as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Oh, he gave bread from heaven to eat. Manna gave bread from heaven to eat. Now, mother, let's take this. Let's take this to suspense. Exactly what they was eating, mother. They was eating bread from heaven. They was eating bread from heaven called manna and all that, all kind of names on it. Now we're going to Psalm seventy-eight, mother. And pick up verse 24 and 25. Let's find out exactly what bread, manna, they was eating from heaven. He said he gave it to them. He gave them. We're going to Psalm 78, verse 24 and 25. Let's find out, Mother, exactly what he gave them. And Psalm 78, verse 24 and 25. Let's find out what was going on, Mother. Come on. Psalms chapter 78, verse 24 and 25. Okay. Psalms chapter 78, verse 24 and 25. Psalms chapter 78, verse 24 and 25. Psalms chapter 78, verse 24. And he rained down manna upon them to eat, and he gave them of the corn of heaven. Verse 25, man man did eat angel food. He sent them meat to the fullest. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mo, what, 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 what was this manner? What was this, um, what was this, what was this bread that came from heaven? What, what, what is it called, Mo? What is it? What is it? It's the bread, uh, angel food. Yeah, what is it? Oh, what corn. Is it? Corn. Oh, corn is what he fed the children of Israel. That ain't corn, Mo. Heaven. Heaven, mother. That's what that 
you coin from the heaven. The standing coin, Yahweh, ordained for the children of Israel to eat that standing coin. That is the same food that the angels eat in heaven. Corn, mother. That we tell those that got problems in their body. When last time you had some standing corn? I don't know. I don't remember. I, I was over at that restaurant and I had some uh, some fried rice and some some beef fried rice. That's why you and it take you any day. You folks have a corn from here. And when we and when we know it's in your body, mother. What would it make you do in Psalm 65, verse 9 and 13? So when you eat the corn, you ain't got to tell the six anointed camps nothing. We automatically know, according to the Bible, what the corn will make you do. And Mother Eve, in Psalm 65, verse 9 and 13, if you can you help those shit out? So when we know when you, you're jiving those fear, you ain't jiving those fear, you're jiving yourself. Because I know what the aspect of And we're going to read it in and, and Psalm 65, verse 9 and 13. What does it say, Mother? Book of Psalms, chapter 65, verse 9 and 13. Yes, ma'am. Psalm 65, verse 9. Thus visit the earth and what it is, thy greatness enriched it with the rivers of Yahweh, which is full of water. Thou prepares them corn when thou when thy when when has so provided. Let's go to um, the 66th chapter, Mother. 
and we'll read verse 8 and 9. We're going to first of all, me 6, 6, verse and 9. What do you say in Alley 6, 6, verse 8 and 9? Book of Adam, chapter 66, verses 8 and verse 9. Mm-hmm. The book of Adam, chapter 66, verse 8. And Adam hearkened unto the word of Yahweh, took Eve, and went down to the land of dark thorns, and found there wheat growing in the earth. In Priest growing in the ear, and light, and figs to eat, and Adam rejoiced over it. Verse 9. Then the words of Yahweh come again to Adam, and said unto him, Take of this wheat, and make thee bread of it, to nourish thy body with. And Yahweh gave Adam he and Yahweh gave Adam mind wisdom to work out the corn until it became great. I think that's something. Yeah, mother. So Yahweh sent the angel to give them wisdom how to make corn into bread. Word mm-hmm. wheat and corn is gonna change. How you Turn corn into bread. How you turn corn into bread? You take the corn, you soften it up a little bit with the water, and you use your rolling pin. And you put in it and the bacon, bacon. That's how you get corn bread. Now you need corn bread from him. That's how you make corn bread. Out of Corn by using the roller pins, by softening it up and rolling it down. Woo, 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 woo. Roll it out into the pan. Roll them up, roll them up, and put them in the pan. Put it in the oven. And get what you got? Corn from heaven. That's how you make the corn bread from heaven. Now, look what Satan said. That is a do. Read verse number 67, verse 3. See, faith was, until he was found wicked, faith was one his right hand man. So faith is where I'm thinking about the big head, like some of the members of that once was in a camp, they got the big head, like saying they, uh, we want to talk him. No, no, no. You ain't taught me nothing. I taught you. See, a lot of them get the big head. Get the big head. It doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't work like that. So he's the big head. Satan got the big head and Satan was cast out. So in 6 and 7 verse 3, listen to what Satan said. You know, one of, once upon a time, Yahweh's right hand man. What do you say in verse 3? The book of Adam and Eve. 6 and 7, verse 3. The book of Adam and Eve, chapter 6 to 7, verse 3. Verse 3 reads, 
But Satan saw what Adam and Eve had done, and he called his host and said unto them, Since Yahweh has shown to Adam and Eve all they got this week, where we are to strengthen their bodies. And lo, they are come and have made a heap of it and thanks and thanks from the Torah are now asleep. Come let us set fire to this heap of corn and burn well, it. Hold on, hold on.
Look at Matthew chapter 12, verse 1. At that time, Yahweh went on the Sabbath day through the corn, and his disciples followed right, and hungry and began to pluck the ears of corn and to eat. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? Now, they was with Yawada's son, mother. Mm-hmm. So they was with Yawada's son, mother. They went to the mm-hmm. corn field. And they plucked the corn. They done what, mother? What they do? They plucked the corn and ate. Ain't that something? They with Yawada's son. Mm-hmm. Corn's gonna make you do what, mother? 
Shout for joy and flame.
them grapes for 90 days and drink a bottle of spring water, exercise. 90 days. They're going to they gonna say, well, you'll be jumping all over the place. What it says in um, verse number 24, 17, 24. Christine chapter 17, verse 24. Yeah. Christine chapter 17, verse 24. Read. And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of Yahweh, and that the word of the Yahweh in thy mouth is true. You see that? So that's all a seer mean, a man of Yahweh. That's what the word seer mean, a man of Yahweh. Because what he going to speak is the truth, because he'll tell you just that is Yahweh. That's it. That was the word. So you want to know definitely what seer mean? A man of Yahweh. That show you what the Bible says. You ain't got to be in this bad condition. Okay, what Doc Cook on say? You do what the seer in the Bible is showing you to do. 90 days, I don't care what age you are, your body going to revert back to the days of, of old. Because you're going to be an unclogged, all that mucus, starch, bloody. You're going to be on God, all that's about your body. Your blood is flowing back and forth. Now you be able to see your toes again. You be able to look down and see your toes. <laughs> yeah, look down and see your toes. <laughs> You see that at your private part. You better see it. You ain't gonna see nothing all you keep doing what you're doing now. Ain't gonna see nothing. Matter of fact, you gotta get on a ladder to get your shoes put on. Uh, I, I gotta put my shoes on. Well, go get on top of the ladder. You gotta get on a ladder to get your shoes put, tie your, tie your shoes on. You gotta get on top of the ladder. <laughs> you see that? You ain't gotta go through all that. Just pay attention. The fear here to help. Because I want my blessing. I want my. James 5.20, because if I keep the murder set up on their wicked ways, it hides a multitude of the sinner's fault. That's the only game change you got in James 5.20. So where the sin the seal got, now you got many of them. But he said, if I'm able to help somebody in James 5.20, he's going to let those seal pass through. No? Those seal got many of them. But James 5.20, if the game changes, if I get you on the right track, you let those seals slide on to the kingdom too, see? That's why, I'm, that's why I come at you real hard and heavy, because I want to get in the kingdom. I want to look back at my past. Mm-hmm. James 5.20 is your only get out of the fire you need, James 5.20. If you convert a sinner from day with your ways, it hides a multitude of your sins. You see, that's on, the, that's, on the, that's on the card you got to play in front of him. You didn't have nobody. You didn't have nobody yourself. He's going to burn you in the fire. Go to Nehemiah 9, 8, verse 1 there, Moses. Because we're getting it close to say the 9 1. Give me 9 1, Moses. Give me close to say you won't, okay. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 1. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 1. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 1. Verse 1. And all the people 
and all the people gathered themselves together as one man in the street that were before the water gate, water gate, and they spoke unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which which the Yahweh had commanded to Israel. Yeah. Give me verse 2 to close the faith, Mother. Verse 2. Verse 2. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 2. Verse 2. Nehemiah 8, 2. Where am the mother? Where am I getting the mother? Mother, Eve? Mother, Eve? 8, verse 2. I, I read it, Joe. I read it. And Ezra the scribe brought the law before the congregation, both men and women, and all that could hear with understanding. Day of the seventh month. So that was the feast of the more of blowing the trumpet. Everybody came together to hear the feast of the more of blowing the trumpet. So, and what happened? In verse number five. And Ezra, the scribe, opened the book in the sight of all the people. For he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. They, they, they brought that book out. When? Seven months. The first day. That's Saturday night. So this is a Saturday night coming up. And guess what? All the big dignitaries of the elders and the teachers in verse number seven. That's by name. For time's sake. All of them, their names in verse 7. And listen, everybody, the elders, the teachers, got to have some scriptures prepared in six and on account. And the Levites called the people to understand the law. And the people stood in their place. So on the seventh day of the first month, first day of the seven months, is there a more of blowing trumpets? The elders, the teachers, got to have the verses prepared to have them understand what this thing is all about. Verse 8. So they read in the book of the law of Yahweh distinctly and gave them a sense and caused them to understand the reading. And you got to make them understand the reading. Understand the reading. Okay, in verse number 9. And the Levites taught the people, said unto all the people, This day is right, holy, unto Yahweh, your Yahweh. More not, weak not, for all the people's wept when they heard the law of the more of blowing the trumpet. See, when they heard the law, see, you got to remember, the first thing you got to do, six and on the camp, you got to show them what you're here for. You I know you'll be smelling um, food everywhere. Those they're gonna be outside barbecuing and doing all that good stuff, all fixing on the cat. I don't care that. But you teachers got to make them understand the law. What is the seven month is all about? This is when Yahweh gathered the children of Israel. This is when he beat down all the powers to be. 
everything. This is where when you read Ezekiel chapter 20, he's taking you to the wilderness. He's purging out all the rebels. He's busting your head in the wilderness. Then you go into Psalms 91, and you will see the reward of the wicked. Y'all, this is going to have Psalms 91. You will be seeing a, a one-hour whooping of the wicked. All the powers to be going to get they they'll be hitting their mouth on the seventh day, the seventh month, the first day on the Hebrew calendar called the more of blowing trumpet. That's when he beat their mouth. They don't get hit in their mouth. All the ones in Israel, they got to come clean. They got to come clean because you'll be busting their head. And in Psalms 91, you will see everything. Let me finish Now, after he taught them real good, now, after teaching was out the way, all the teaching was out the way. Teaching was going. Everybody understood what the settlement is all about. Then what happened in verse number 10? Then he said, Uncle them, go your way. Go in the kitchen. Eat the fat. Drink, drink some of that good wine. The sweet, send portions to them uh, kinfolk. Send some portions. Get you a plate. Take a plate to them. To them, for whom nothing is prepared. The Yahweh, neither be sorry, but joy. Yahweh is your strength. You see the man in Kenny? Yahweh is your strength. So listen, you fix him on account. You let them know Yahweh is your strength. You keep it at peace day with them fringes on, got them white garments on. What do you mean how you get the, the garment? Well, we got Elder Yada, he makes the garment. He makes the fringes. All you got to do come to class, uh, he makes the fringes. He makes the garment, got a tailor, which is our lead teacher called Yanda. He makes the fringes and all that. The white garments and our colors, the royal blue, because remember, we see royal. Blue is royal, not purple. Purple is from Satan the devil. You can go read where you can read when purple was instituted in the book of Adam and Eve, the purple wine from Satan the devil. That's the kings where they, all the big kings wear purple. The Catholic Church wear purple in the 17th chapter. Purple is not from Yahweh, it's from Satan the devil. And when they marked Yahweh in, the, in St. John and Matthew, they took off his robe and put a purple garment on to mark him. The purple garment marking Yahweh's son. So those that wear that purple understand one thing. That is a fashion statement of the world. Because you go in the book of Adam and Eve and read with purpose, who the first one institute purpose. So those who wear them purple and all that stuff right there, now that's not Yahweh's color. That, that, that was instituted by faith. Let me see if I put it out in the Bible. I'm put it out in the Bible for you. First book of Adam and Eve. I'm going to pull it out in the Bible, please. No. First book of Avenue, second book of Avenue, chapter 20. Let me show you what purple comes from. I'm going to show you in the Bible when the first institution of purple came from. Second book of Avenue, go on your computer and pull it up. I remember somebody asked me, are you affiliated with the purple? I said, no, I'm not affiliated with the purple. We're not affiliated with nobody. We're affiliated with YHWH, six-month account. 
Okay. Here. Second book of Amity, chapter 20, verse 12 and 13. Listen to this. Here's the end. Read it for you. But when the children of Seth, children of the book, heard the noise, they wondered, and came by company, and stood on top of the mountain, and looked at those below. You know what? Those below, okay? And they did that for a whole year, verse 13. And when the end of the year, good news, so that they were being worn over to him little by little. So they start watching. You start watching that paganism. You start watching that thing because all you're saying. Satan entered into him and taught him to make dying stuff for garbage and to birth patterns and made them understand how to dye crimson, purple, and whatnot. See that? Crimson, that's red. So Satan taught Gnu in 20 verse 13 how to dye the white garments and make them crimson, red, and purple, and whatnot. So that's where it comes from. There's right there. Now go on your phone and, and, and Google Sacrament Book of Adam and Eve, chapter 20, verse 12 and 13. Do you know where the red color come from and the purple come from? Satan the devil got in canoe. The sinners of taught him how to make red clothes, garments, and purple garments, which is the official wear of the big dignitaries in ancient times, the purple, and the Catholic Church wears it today, purple and red. The cabin church, well, the clothing of Satan the devil. But see, you can help somebody by showing the Bible. Don't just tell them anything. Show them the Bible first. You, you, you go in and bring up the second book of Adam and Eve, chapter 20, verse 12 and 13. Let them read it first. And they see what red came from and purple came from. And second book of Adam and Eve, chapter 20, verse 12 and 13. And when they marked Yahweh the Son, they tell you, they took off his garment and placed on him a purple garment to mark him. So that means he didn't have no purple garment either. The power of Rome taking that garment off of him to mark him. See? They slapped him in the face. Purple. Now, Google your phone and say, where is where did the Romans take off the garment to mark him? And, they, and they'll tell you. They took off the purple garment to mark him. Yeah. See, purple garment is for the big dignitaries of the world. They were purple, not the children of Israel. So you see? Now, is it you call C royal? What color is on the color of royal? Blue. So your garment's going to be blue with gold or white printing on it. The reason why gold, because he compared you to fine gold. See, we got all the answers. Y'all, you got to pay attention. I know you're not going to pay attention on that, but mind. 
you can continue where your purple gone. But you read about they're taking Yahweh the son and taking off his garment and put a purple robe on him. And they tell you to mark him. But that came from Satan. Crimson, which is red, in second book of Avenue, 12 and 13, Satan the devil. That's what it, that's the that's the origin of it. That is the original because they will why you blue and white gum. Satan changed everything up. Remember Yahweh said the 14th chapter, verse 29, 30? He said, Satan coming, he ain't got St. John chapter, um, what I say? I got what I just said. That was in the spirit. But that what he said. Satan come, he got nothing to me. 14 chapter 29 and 30. St. John 14, 29. So Satan ain't got nothing to me. Satan going to turn royal blue garments into white garments into purple and red. <laughs> you got it? And that's why I'm telling you something, fixing on the camp. We'll be on tomorrow at 7.30, not 6 o'clock. 7.30 tomorrow. Remember one thing. The feast day is Saturday night when the sun sets. White garments, friends is on. Remember, Yada, we got Caleb that makes all the garments. Now, in fact, every camp got a Caleb. All of them. But we got one in Camp Wars. Yada, it makes your garment for you. Friends is on every day. White, royal blue. Hmm? It's up to you. If you don't get from the will of Yahweh, you got to do the right thing. Get some fringes on. Get that blessing for 90 days. Eat a lot of watermelon, watermelon grapes. Preoccupied. Brain water. Exercise. Eat a lot of corn. All right, goodness. Corn from heaven. Standing corn. Not the corn in, in the can, though. That's why it's so important to contribute to this ministry. Big, big garden, land, school, banquet hall. Get in where you fit in at. Say in Romans chapter 12, 1, 2, and 3, make your body a living sacrifice. Get in where you fit in at. This is a ministry to help our family to come after us. But we got to do right. You got to lead by example. You got it? Good. Okay, we're going to um, cut this short because uh, the WCC said we cut off mothers. We just feel like cutting somebody off. We just mute the mothers. Well, your radio station. You're always going to do what you got to do. That's why we got to do what we got to do. We got to come together, understand Yahweh going to step up government, inner government. But voices over two is like going to be the vehicle to get you on the right track. Land, school, banquet hall. You know how you use the PayPal? Go down and find out the direction. Contribute to this ministry. What are we going to do? We're going to add to the last school and bank law. That's it. Then we ain't looking for